This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. As we hear about restrictions starting to be lifted and the devastating effects of a coronavirus starting to be less impactful on our health and our healthcare system, as people are getting back to a more normal social life, people are traveling, I hear, and visiting more, and businesses are starting to make money. It's like we are getting back or getting to a better place. Sure, there are still big problems in the world, that is for sure, and we're going to pray about them later. But here and now, in this sanctuary, in this place and time, we as God's people gather and we are reminded because of Jesus Christ, we are in a better place and a better time. God's people in the Old Testament called that place the promised land. And the reading for the first Sunday in Lent is from Deuteronomy chapter 26. And God's people are about to enter the promised land, a better place. The land that God promised their forefathers, Abraham, a thousand years earlier. You will see why. Like them, they responded and gave an offering to God. We're going to talk about that. So what I want to do is read for you the Old Testament lesson where God gives his people instructions on what they should do and how they should live when they get to a better place. And as I read it, I want you to see that what they did back then is what we are encouraged to do today, and we do. Like I've always said, God's word is timeless, it's relevant, and always reminds us what God has done for us and how we shall respond and this all relates to our worship life. You see, a lot of the questions that are being asked by God's children in these days are answered for us in the Bible. How am I going to remain faithful unto God in the midst of all this temptation and trouble? How is the church on earth ever going to survive the onslaught of secularism and humanism and atheism. How am I going to get, how am I not going to get anxious and worried when I see and hear everything that is going on around me? How do I live in this world but not be influenced in a bad way by the things of this world? The answer is by holding to the sacred things, the things of God, the things that are holy, set apart by God for us to use and to do, like we are doing today at the beginning of our week. You will find these things in our worship life. 
We talked about the reverence for God's word. That's why we stand during the reading of Jesus' words. Today we're going to talk about something else that God's people do that is very, very different than what people in the world who don't believe in God do, and that's give an offering. And we haven't really been able to give an offering for the last couple of years, at least visibly. And I want you to do that today, and I wanted to, want you to remember to do that regularly in your daily life. Think about what it means to give an offering to the God who has given you so much. So, the Bible reading starts as thus. It's fascinating. When you have entered the land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and have taken possession of it and settled in it, in other words, when you have been blessed by God, when God has given you what you need, the people of God in the Old Testament were well taken care of by God, and he promised their forefathers a land flowing with milk and honey. That means very productive. Notice also the promise of God has been fulfilled. They got what God had said they would. How about you? Has God given you what he said he would? Has he blessed you? Has he given you what you need? God promised us a savior. He came. He conquered sin and death. He forgave our sins. We have got what God has promised all humanity. A savior who would right the wrong, destroy the works of the devil, and cover our sin with his own righteousness. And that makes us right with God and therefore worthy to enter into his presence and live with him forever. All because of Jesus Christ. So when you get blessed, when you get what God has promised, when you are in that place, here's what you are to do. Take some of the first fruits of all that you produce from the soil of the land the Lord your God is giving you and put them in a basket. Okay. They were farmers and ranchers back then. Interesting. Just like their forefathers, Cain and Abel. Interesting. Who, by the way, also gave an offering to God. God gave them the ability to work, produce, and earn, and he gave them the increase. James chapter 1 says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. Now, I want you to think of all that you've been blessed with. Recently, I have learned to really appreciate something that I have taken for granted, and that's the air that I breathe. The water we drink, the health we have the things we own, 
the peace we have knowing everything is going to be okay. God is gracious. God loves to give. Everything good is from God. God's children have always acknowledged God's goodness and his grace. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, they did that by giving an offering. Take, all, take, take a portion of those blessings and put them in a basket. In other words, you're going to have to gather them. And if you have to gather them and put them in one place, probably means you're going to have to count them. Count your blessings regularly and often. Gather them together in your thoughts. Think about how blessed you are. Then, but don't leave it there. Oh, no. And sometimes we just leave it there. I thought about how good God is to me. Thank you very much, God. Don't just leave it there. Then go. Look what it says. Then go. Go to the place the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. What are we supposed to do? They were supposed to bring their first fruits to the place where we know for sure God is. Yeah, God is everywhere. God's name, though, is hallowed in this place, in church. And that makes it sacred, holy, set apart from any other place. And you are to go there and say to the priest, the pastor, the priest in office at that time, I declare today to the Lord your God, that I have come to the land the Lord swore to our forefathers to give us. And who do they present their first fruits to? The priest, God's representative. And they declare, sounds like confess, that they have come to this good place and have been blessed by God. I hope that's why you're here today. The priest, and look at this, the priest shall take the basket from your hands and set it down where? In front of the altar of the Lord your God. Notice this basket of first fruits has now become an offering. What God has allowed you to produce with your own hands and your own mind and your own talents and your own abilities, a portion now becomes an offering. Not to the priest, not to the tabernacle or the temple, not to the church, but to the Lord. And it is placed where? Before the altar. Why the altar? Because it's a sacrifice. You are giving up something you could have kept for yourself. But you, with your offering, are making a sacrifice. Does what you give to the Lord feel like a sacrifice? 
It's something for you to consider and think hard about. It should. And I'll tell you why in just a minute. And after they place their offering at the foot of the altar, look what they do. They confess what God has done for them. They confess their faith. I'm going to read you. This is a very, very old confession in the Old Testament, which the children of God would say on a regular basis when they brought in the first fruits of their harvests. Then you shall declare before the Lord your God, my father was a wandering Aramean, and he went down into Egypt with a few people and lived there and became a great nation, powerful and numerous. But the Egyptians mistreated us, made us suffer, putting us to hard labor. Then we cried out to the Lord, the God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice, saw our misery, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Remember those words. We're going to sing them in a little bit. With great terror, with miraculous signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Notice their confession. It's all about what God has done. He heard, he saw, he delivered, and he brought where? To a land flowing with milk and honey. Flowing. It's alive. It keeps on producing and giving. Milk and honey literally means herds and flocks and pastures and pastures of grain and feed. It's all about very productive. And now, listen to this, I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, O Lord, have given me. Place the basket before the Lord your God and bow down before him. And you and the Levites, those who worked in the worship life of the church, and the aliens among you shall rejoice in all the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. They bow down in humble adoration, acknowledging where all good gifts come from and all their blessings. And all together they rejoiced in all the good things God has given them and their families. Wow. And guess what? We're going to do the same today. Yep. We are going to do the same today. Romans 10 says God has promised that if we confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And we know that salvation is ours through faith in his son, Jesus Christ. And that's why we're here today, to celebrate that, what God has done for us through his son. He's fulfilled his promise to us. He brought us to a new place, the promised land, a right relationship with him where there is always love and forgiveness. He has brought us this far by faith and we rejoice in him. We come with our first fruits, the very best of what we have, because God in his mercy gave us 
the very best, his one and only son, as a sacrifice of atonement to reconcile us back to God. And we acknowledge that with our own sacrifice, giving to him first before we take care of our own needs and giving to him our best because he deserves nothing but the best. And we confess what God has done for us in the words of the Apostles' Creed. So all of you who call yourselves children of God, I want you to come, bring your offering, bow before the Lord, and say a little prayer. Thank you, God, for blessing me and bringing me to this time and place. And then, all of you and the Levites, that's our praise band, those who work in the worship life of the church, they are going to sing and we're going to rejoice because of all that God has done for us. So, at this time, I want you to take your time, but I want you all who call yourselves children of God, I want you to bring your offering up and place it in the basket, and I've got a little basket for the children too to bring their offering because this is what the children of God do. And what I'm trying to sh share with you is that this is very different than the world that we live in. And this is what is going to keep us separate and sacred in our faith and in our journey in this life. It's going to keep us faithful when we remember the holy things that God has called us to do. His word and his sacraments, baptism, the Lord's Supper, which we're going to enjoy today, and also the privilege and honor of giving an offering. Shall we?